it doesn't take very long for kids to realize that as a culture, we don't value them. We think they're in the way. We think they're trouble. We think they're a problem. As a, as a culture, that is so apparent. And kids live up to that expectation. And they assume that they're going to be entertained and quieted and all of those things. And they, they're never called into anything bigger. I'm Courtney. And I'm John. And this is On The Door Frames. Well, here we go. We've said we were going to do this for years. Years. And now we're actually here. And I think it's really fitting that it's happening right now because one of the reasons I feel like I've been super hesitant to talk very much about parenting is feel like you got to get some years of skin in the game before you go <laughs> right? there a little yeah. bit. I'm like, well, how are they going to turn out? But we have one graduating this year. Yes. We have one turning 18 and graduating all the way down to still being right. in the diapers in the one-year-old phase with the youngest one. And so it's fitting to kind of talk about the parenting mm. end game. Yeah. We've run the gamut now. We've We've gone through all, we've been in the trenches for almost 18 years. Yep. Um, day in and day out. Yep. Diapers for 18 years. We'll do things to people. <laughs> we'll teach <laughs> patience and character. Um, yes. But no, yeah, I think, I think that uh, it's so cool. Like we've, I mean, we've talked about this for so long um, and we're here and it's super exciting. Um, I think, uh, I think let's talk about what, why we named it on the door frames. And the thought process behind that, I know that was, uh, you probably should tell this story, but your blog that you had, and it's years ago, years ago, you started myself and my mother read, right? Right. It was exciting. Yeah. Free audience. Yes. Um, yeah, I remember the story and kind of where that came from. And I know, you know, you want to talk about the verse in Deuteronomy. Yeah. Well, it was, it was so cool because that's always been so special to me. Just the concept of, in, in Deuteronomy, he tells, he's talking to Israel about what God's done and what he's called them out of and what he's calling them to. And just, he's speaking to them of, of their chosenness. And, and he tells them just, it, it's not this big fancy thing. And it's not this, honestly, this big hard thing. He says, just just make following me a part of all of it. Like if you're asleep, if you're awake, if you're eating, if you're walking around. And I think sometimes we want to make it this big, complex, large gestures of obedience and large gestures of parenting. And I think the success of it isn't in the big moments. It's in the little tiny everyday frustrations and interruptions and um, just the day-to-day interactions with the people we love, that's the life change. Mm. And so whatever our goal is in parenting, I think that's the moments where all of that happens. And so he's reminding them of that and just says, write it on the door frames. Every time you go in and out, see it there, have it around you all the time. Mm. And so when I started my blog, that was what I wanted to write about was just making him a part of everything. So then this morning I've been doing this read through the Bible with the Bible recap. It's been amazing. And I'm probably, I don't know, I'm, I'm months in. So I've done many, 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 many yeah, I think days. You said 90 days, yeah. right? So I, I got up this morning and went to do my reading and guess what today was? That was it. That was it. 
today. So cool. How crazy is that? Yeah. So that crazy. It's just so wild. And it was such a confirmation, just this. Mm. And I just started crying because mm. I thought, man, there it is. Yep. Just over and over. He's in these little things mm. and these little moments. And those are the confirmation over and over of the vision that we have. And we don't have to wait for the big giant. Yeah. It's just right there yeah. in, in the little things. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, we always think about, I don't know, I feel like our lives are compartmentalized, right? Where we're, we're like, well, I'm going to be this way at work. I'm going to be this way at church. I'm going to be this way with my kids. I'm going to be this way with my friends. And it's like, and then we say, well, these are the spiritual bits. And, the, and, and it's like our lives are a testimony of what he's done for us, right? And so as I know that that is just um, a huge part of our goal as parents, right? To help our kids see that. Right. It's like your life is your life. It's all one thing. Yes. Right? Work, uh, school, <laughs> right. Friends, relationships, spouse, kids. It's all one thing. Yes. And who you are, uh, how that works is is all one thing. And so let's as we find these truths and discover them, we're going to write them on our door frames and we're going to look at them all the time. And it, as we're coming, as we're going, as we're traveling, yeah. um, we're going to, we're going to talk about those things. Well, and, and make no mistake, your kids are going to miss nothing mm. ever, right. <laughs> ever, right. ever. And I think that, I think kids are so full of grace on the one hand, they're always, they're forgiving and they, um, God just did something so special in the way that they will keep forgiving us over and mm. over, but they miss nothing. And I heard somebody say this one time and it has stuck so closely with me. They said that kids are the best observers in the world, but they're horrible interpreters. And so what happens is they see it all. They see everything we're doing, everything we're saying, but if left to themselves to interpret it, mm. they will come up with all kinds of scenarios. This is how you end up with children who believe that a divorce was their fault. Mm. This is how you end up with children who believe that the family's struggles financially is somehow a part of what mm. they're doing, that they're responsible for daddy's frustration and tension, that they, that they think this parent feels a certain way about them when it's just not true at all, because that ability to interpret is based on their two-year-old perspective. Mm. It's like that as a two-year-old, you don't have the the reference point in life mm -hmm. to be able to interpret the the stress right. of a 40 year old dad yes you you instead are you're putting it through your two-year-old brain which is just basically happy sad yeah <laughs> and, and, and you make your yes, own version of it totally and we interpret based on our experience yes and as a young person you have no experience and so everything seems so simple right right and Which can be so dangerous yes. because you're oversimplifying yeah. and not understanding. So as parents, it's not about these, like, I'm going to put my child through this study. It's about being present wherever possible to interpret life, mm -hmm. to, to talk to them about why we do this. So if we're in a restaurant teaching our kids, hey, when the waiter comes to the table, you need to be ready to order because they're busy. They're trying to do their job. This is their life. It matters. It's important. What they're doing is important. Their time is important. And the way that we show respect in a situation like that is we're ready. They, and we don't talk to the, our neighbor instead of paying attention to what they're saying. And then we don't wait till they come to the table and they go, oh, I don't know. We, we're ready. 
body because that's a way to show love. And it's such a small thing, but it's a thing that so many people don't think about. And it's a thing your child will never think about unless you sit there and verbalize it. And they can have seen you do it their whole lives, but they still, depending on their personality, especially, they might never catch on to what your right. end goal is mm-hmm. in that and yep. catch that it's not about you're in a hurry to get your food. Mm-hmm. It's about that, that you care just very hungry. Yeah, about yeah. that person who's right. trying to do their job. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is, you know, and they pick up on so much. Um, and I think that's very important, right? Yes. It's like, Hey, we're not just saying this, we're, we're going to model it for you as well, because our kids do what we do, do. not what we say to do. Yes. Right. So <laughs> that is universal yeah. parenting principle. You can talk till you're blue in the face, yeah. but they will mimic you. Yes. Right? Um, they, and they will do it not even realizing they're doing it. Right, it is such right. just a normal part yeah. of their development mm-hmm. to mimic what we right. do. And I love how, you know, I think about the times we're traveling and people come up to us and they're like, I got to tell you. 10 of you sat down at a table and I was like, great. Yeah, we've right? gotten so our, many our that start right? Thanks a um, lot, people. And then they're like, I was just blown away, right? And and our kids are always like, yes, right? I mean, they, they, they enjoy, yeah. you know, um, I don't know. They representing. Just, they enjoy representing, right? Children they, well. <laughs> they enjoy that people notice that they actually cared about them. Yes, right? and, and they enjoy, I think, changing the narrative right. around children. Right. They, it, that's the other thing that, man, it doesn't take very long for kids to realize that as a culture, we don't value them. Mm-hmm. We think they're in the way. Right. We think they're trouble. We think they're a problem. Mm-hmm. As, a, as a culture, that is so apparent. And kids live up to that expectation. Mm-hmm. And they assume that they're going to be entertained and yep. quieted and all of those things. And they, they're never called into anything right. bigger. Right. And I think that is the, the parenting end game mm-hmm. is we're just, I feel like so often we're just day after day surviving. And we have these things like we're going to get them graduated and we're going to do these basic things, but it's not any bigger than that. And therefore our results aren't any bigger than that. It's just this kind of meeting the bare requirements. I want them to be decent human beings. I want them to, um, you know, maybe the goal is that they love the Lord and the goal is that they do these certain things, that they're good people, that they check a bunch of boxes. and Their behavior matches something, right? And so it's all this behavior stuff time after time. And and the kids know that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they naturally are bent to that expectation and so it comes very easily for them mm-hmm. and then some kids aren't yeah. and their natural bent is away from some of those behaviors right. they're very creative they're very yes. out there and they quickly start feeling like i'm a lot i'm too much mm-hmm. i'm this i'm yeah. that because the it's not about the heart and so kids so quickly i mean we've we've literally been places where someone said, how many kids do you have? And we told them and they've said, do you have a dog run for all of them? Right, right. And yeah. just the disrespect right. that is shown yeah. toward families and children. Yeah. It, it's a lot. And it's yeah. a lot that they're constantly taking in and absorbing. Yeah. And, you know, I think too, a lot of times it, it sets up these patterns of, hey, as long as I'm performing, as long as you think I'm doing what you want me to do, 
Um, I can go do whatever I want on the side. And, yeah. and, and we almost encourage that pattern in a way, right? right? Where, where there's this hidden secret part of their life because they can't be honest right. or they can't, they feel like if they do something that's against the status quo, yeah. then they're going to be told not to. And they're like, but I'm not sure that that's a wrong thing to do necessarily, but it's just not the acceptable, the accepted way. Right? right. And so they have to figure out other ways to go be who they are. Right. And, and I think that it just creates an environment that is so damaging for relationship. Yes. Right. And it, it starts to develop in them this thought that that is how God feels mm. about them. Right. That he wants them just to show up and present mm. themselves mm. a certain way when that's never what he's been about. Right. And he, he wants our hearts. Yeah. And that's what Jesus came and talked about over and over was, I know the old rule is this behavior thing, mm. but the new rule I'm saying, what's going on inside of you? Right. What's happening in right. there? Yes. Let's talk about that. Does it matter if you are following all the rules, but your hearts are you know a whitewashed tomb, right? You're empty. There's nothing. It's not coming from anything except following a rule. And I think about, I mean, we were created to live in relationship with our father. Right. And, and constant. I, yes. And it, that is a constant thing. And I think about, you know, um, so many parents look at their kids as a distraction to their life. Yes. Or, hey, you, threw a, you threw a kink in my plan. We're going to get through it. Then I can go back. But this is your life. Yes. Your kids are an extension of your life. Right. And like, these are the good parts. Right. And, and I think you know, there's, I know so many people they get to that point and they're like, oh man, I miss my kids. And I either just worked all the time or I just, I didn't realize and I kind of want to go back. Right. And it, it's like, these are the things, having an end game, thinking about these things, living in the now, not just surviving your kids is full of all kinds of richness and blessings. It and and it's, it's, it's worth it, right? I think the most heartbreaking messages that I get are from the people that are already finished. Mm, yeah. They've already raised their kids and I'll get these precious sweet messages mm. from them saying, oh, I wish someone would have told me that. Mm. Oh, I wish someone would have presented to me that type mm. of perspective. Mm. And I think for those of us still in the throes of it, that's mm. such an important like yeah. siren in our face. Hey right. guys, yeah. you know, listen, listen yes. now. Right. And that's the benefit of where we are. We have an 18 year old, but we have a one year old. Right. And yes, some days I'm like, oh man, I'm really tired. Right. But on the other hand, I get to bring a 40 year old experienced mom to that one year old mm -hmm. with everything that I've learned. This right. is my chance to, sh to do all these things yeah. that I've learned. And I tell those people who message me, I don't, I truly don't believe that it is ever too late yeah. to look your child in the eyes mm. and show them that you care about hearing them mm. because God never considers it too late. He's pursuing us. He's pursuing our hearts. He's listening to us. I don't think it's ever too late to show even a grown child mm. that you are there with the end game of, of pursuing their hearts and, and, nourishing them mm. and giving them what they need. Right. I know I still need that from my parents mm. as yeah. an adult. And it's a huge gift that unconditional love that I feel. And I, there, I know there can be so much water under the bridge, but I 
firm, I'm a firm believer in radical hope. Those are the two words that, yeah. that my community will hear me say over and over and over and over again. And so I don't believe in dead ends and right. I don't believe in closed doors right. and I don't believe in end of the roads. Mm until we're done with this journey here. The whole reason we're here is because there's some road still in front of us. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, one of my favorite statements was life is not about what we do or what we accomplish. It's about who we become. Yes. Right, and, and sometimes it, it takes a lot of years for us to actually figure out who we are, um, but it's never too late, right? If you figure that out way later in life, that is the goal, right? To figure out what that is and then to move more into what all that means. Um, you know, and this, this is identity, right? This is, your identity is so unique. You're, you're uniquely created with incredible things that the Lord has put in your heart. And it's not about your accomplishments. It's about learning about who he made you to be and learning in, through relationship with him uh, what what all that means and, and to right. step into all of that. Yes. And so I think about the parenting in game. I think that's how I would sum it up is to say our job as parents is to understand each of our kids individually, their gifts, like, you know, their, their struggles and know like, man, we are stewarding you and we are helping guide you into everything God created you to be. Yes. And that is not a one size fits all thing. No. That is, I mean, we are all eight kids completely different and we're always completely shocked. Different. It's like, how in the world is like, you would think we would have a couple that are similar. No. And, and so I just think about, man, they're all so different. They have so many gifts They're they're, And I just think about, man, just what they are becoming. Right. And, and so we have an opportunity to dig into that, get to know our kids and then help them guide them to everything that God created them to be even if that's against the status quo, yeah. because the one size fits all status quo is wrecking lives. It is, and it's, it is just creating so much pressure. Mm. And as John gets closer to 18, he knows we don't have this magical cutoff point where our support is gone mm. and he's supposed to have it all figured out. And I mean, there's no way, there's no way. And whether right. it's his education, obviously as the one responsible for his education, there's these moments of, okay, have I done what I needed to do? But what I keep coming back to is what does that even mean? Right. He's going to learn his entire life. Mm. And my goal yeah. has simply been that he would love to learn right. and that as I look at all of them as I teach all of them yes there are certain things I want to make sure they know very important core things in life but I want him to love to learn I want him to know how to learn mm. I want him to know how to not be spoon-fed information I want right. him to know how to figure things out mm. how to push his way through hard moments right. those are the things that matter because Whatever topic it is, especially in today's world, mm. he can go learn anything <laughs> right. that he wants to yeah. at any given time right. um, yeah. that he doesn't know yet. Yeah. But the important part are those skills and how to learn mm. that um, that he develops along the way. And so it's just that journey of, yes, he's becoming, and yes, our role with him is shifting, mm -hmm. but it's not this it's this thing when your vision is bigger. So I remember when I was 12 or 13 being taught about having a life purpose and it was right. such a big deal. And I, and I, 
I found a purpose for me. And for me, my name, Courtney, means from the King's Court. And so what I felt my life purpose was, was to bring people into the court, into the presence of the King. And so what I was taught about that was it has to be something that you can never achieve in your lifetime. Like it can't be something that you can check off and then you don't have a life right, purpose for the right. rest of your life. It has, but it has to be something specific enough. And so my goal is that whenever I interact with people, I don't want them to be able to leave without feeling like they have some way mm. come into contact with Jesus. Right. It, whether it's just the love that they felt or the respect or be different in a different situation. Mm. That has so colored my life and everything that I've done and what I choose to work on and how I choose to do things. I think that's the thing with our kids is if our, if our end game is graduation, if our end game is a self-sustaining adult, then what happens? We hit the end of that and our parenting purpose is gone, but we weren't, we weren't created as parents for a few years, we were created to be that child's parents for as long as all of us are alive. Right. And yes, that role completely shifts in terms of how we're executing it. But if our vision is big enough and we're just here to help call out of them who they are, we can do that whether they're children, toddlers, yeah. adults, teenagers, wow. that is possible right. in every season of yeah. life to show up for them in that way, yeah. in some capacity. Yeah, and I think that having more to shoot for, I think about the statement, it's like if, if, you're, if your goal in life is not gonna take two lifetimes to accomplish, you're thinking too small, Yeah. right? And I guess, you know, I, I just, I think about, and we, we, we know so many people that have arrived at that thing, right? It's like, if I can just get there, then, you know, that's the magic bullet. Like we've arrived and everything, life will be peaceful, joyful, like all those things. And time after time, people get there. I mean, we've seen this movie, right? Yeah. People get there and it's like, well, this didn't feel like I thought it would. And I still have, you know, all of these problems or these things that I still want to do. And, it, and it's like, so the accomplishment can't be the goal. They can be steps, but, but our vision and our purpose for life has to be beyond specific accomplishments, right? So I think it's important to start thinking about that as a family. Right. Is what is important to your family? What are some of the values that matter a lot? For our family, mm -hmm. that's been freedom. Yep. Just uh, we want the time freedom, the financial freedom, so many aspects that that's why we've chosen the way we educate, mm -hmm. so many other factors. We want to create a life where we get to step into who we are mm -hmm. and who our kids are rather than to be in boxes right, right. everywhere that right. we turn. And yeah. so we grew up, our parents really worked and pulled a lot of those boxes off for yeah. us. Yeah. They were, you know, this generation that came in and they, they asked a lot of questions and they started, I feel like, you know, they ripped the top off and it was a deal of, oh, what is up there? And then right. it was another thing. And so we, we came into it mm -hmm. with all these walls Torn yeah, down. Yeah. And it was a deal of what is the, so right. much is possible. Right. And now we have the ability to bring those walls and ceilings further mm -hmm. back and back right. and back for our kids yeah. and show them all the vision of what is there and all the opportunity of what God could be calling them into. And it, it can be very disorienting when there's all these options, right? I mean, yeah. we need constraints as people, yeah. but I think this is why the purpose is so important. Yes. Because this helps you know what to say yes to and what to say no to. 
Yes, it right? reminds me of the verse, without vision, the people perish. Yes, totally. Your vision is your boundary. Yes. It's your thing of, you know, it, it's really easy for us because that, of that goal for freedom that we yes. have to say no to right. certain things that and don't fit that. Where we live, how we work, yes. how we educate. I mean, what pets we have. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, what, what programs we get into. I mean, all of those decisions. And they're not bad things. Totally. It's good things right. that don't fit in the parameter of our, right. parameter of our vision, yes. which creates an identity for your family. And people say, oh, if you say no to things, your kids are always missing out. No, our kids feel like a part mm. of. They know who they are what we do mm-hmm. and they know how again it's the conversations it's the thing of we don't just say no we're not going to do that activity right. it's hey guys what do you think about this mm-hmm. if we do this activity it means we can't do this what are your thoughts on that right, it's right. a conversation so they don't just get the end result they get the understanding mm-hmm. of how our family got there right. and what created right. what caused us to create those boundaries yep. around our family so one of the things let's talk about Let's talk about the practical stuff. Okay. Where does the rubber meet the road? Because I think, and this is one of the things we're so passionate about is, you know, a lot of conceptual stuff, a lot of ideas, but it's like, what do you do? Like, what do I do tomorrow? What do I do to help form this identity statement, this vision for, mm-hmm. for individually and as a family, right? So what do we do to start? Let's give some examples of how we've done that, right? I think one of the simplest things that you can do is just start by, at a mealtime, it can be breakfast, it can be lunch, it can be dinner. You don't have to all be there. It's great if you all are. And I think that that's so important. I mean, there's tons of studies out there that talk about the importance of families sitting down and gathering together at some point during their day and making that connection. But just sitting down and having a question that you ask each other. And we've been doing that for a while at dinners and sometimes the kids and I do it at lunch or breakfast. And it's so funny because anytime we sit down at the table, at least one or two of the kids sort of go, what, what is our what question? Is what what is are we talking about? Yeah. You know, they love Let's that process. And recently I've even been kind of digging in a little deeper because we've been doing that for a while, but it's as chaotic as you can imagine it would be with that many people. It's a lot of people talking over people and all that. So recently I I looked at them and I said, Hey guys, we're really going to practice the art of listening Mm -hmm. and making sure that we actually, instead of being so worried about how we're going to respond to what the person said, instead, why don't we just focus on letting the person say what they're going to say and taking in what they're trying Mm. to communicate with us. And I can, it's been a job, but I can see a (laughs) difference already. Don't be critical, (laughs) right? Don't start Yours isn't better than the other. Right. But it's just, everyone has an instant opinion that they're so ready to share. And we're constantly interacting with people waiting to see what we're going to say next. And that's an important life skill Mm. to work on. For sure. So just having a question, it can be the simplest thing. It can be like, if you could go anywhere today, where would it be? Yeah. I know some of ours have been what was your favorite memory from right. traveling or your favorite place? Right. Um, or, you know, what, what? If you could be anywhere today. I think one thing that's good is to try for something that's a little more open-ended. Because mm. if you say, what's your favorite food? They can go around and say pizza. Right, right. But if you say, what's your favorite memory? Then there right. has to be a little bit more of a description yeah, there. Try to get some story out of it. Yes. Yeah. And a little bit more. And there are some that you have to draw out. Mm-hmm. And there's some that you have to 
round it off, <laughs> right, round it right. off. It's like, okay, because um, they'll we just said one thing. <laughs> they'll go for a while. So, and but it's so great because they learn that give and take mm-hmm. um, art. Yeah. So I think that's one great thing to do. Just start getting to know each other yep. again. Yep. Start that process of, and it's really important that you answer the question too. Yes. Because it's them knowing you as well as you knowing them. Right. And then as you do that, I think the second thing that really comes to my mind is start as a family to ask yourselves what does matter most to us? Are we doing things because we've always done them that way? Are we doing things because that's what everyone around us does? Are we doing things because that's how our parents grew up? Like, Why are our decisions our decisions? Or have we just jumped on the train and the train's rolling and we have zero idea where we're going? Right, right. Because where we're gonna end up getting is where the train's going, not where we wanna be. And it's so much, I think, in our culture today, there are just people on trains Mm -hmm. going to wherever, (laughs) and they have no idea. told to get on this, and we're just riding it. And I, you know, look at the fruit. Mm -hmm. Where are the children today? Where are the families today? Broken, Mm -hmm. hurting, Mm -hmm. alone, not in communication, so much anxiety, so much just, uh, our kids have come home recently. One of our sons came home from Mm -hmm. something where he was with a bunch of other kids and he just said, mom, I I don't know, like they're so sad. Mm -hmm. They're all so sad. Mm -hmm. And he said they don't, they hate their brothers and sisters and they don't know their parents. And he's like, I just want to cry all the time. And that that's the train. Yes. Like that's right. where it's all going. Right. That's where the mass chaos is headed. And we're going to have to jump off yep. and ask ourselves some questions about how we want it to look different. Mm-hmm. If we're going to get a different result, we cannot do the same right. things expecting the result to suddenly change. Yes, totally. Totally. Yeah. And you know, I think about, um, you know, so much of parenting is, is about relationship. You have to get to know your kids. And just because you're their parent, you don't automatically know them. They are a unique individual person Mm -hmm. that are, they're probably going to have very different ideas than you. And you have to work to get to know them. And I think that that default, uh, you just think, oh, they're my kids. And so I don't have to work at the relationship in a way, um, is, is damaging. And so these kinds of questions, I know that when we ask these, I'm taking notes, like, oh man, I didn't know that Mm -hmm. about them, right? And we talk about this and it's like, oh man, did you know that Natalie liked this thing? Or did you know that Mitchell or Oliver really liked this thing? And and man, like as a parent, like those are the moments, right? And it's the simplicity of you are just getting to know your kids, Mm -hmm. know what they care about, know what's deep in their hearts, know what they love, what they don't love. Um, Because that is the way that you navigate these years. It is. And this is a topic for a, another podcast yes. altogether. Yes. But everything a child says, there's mm-hmm. layers behind yes. it. And learning to see their question behind their question, mm-hmm. their thought behind their thought, the depth that just because a child is young does not mean a child is simple. Yes. Yes. Children are people. Yes. They're just as complex as mm-hmm. the rest of us with less ability to interpret their complexity. And so learning to see those layers mm-hmm. of them just 
again, as we learn that, then they have to expend less and less effort Mm. explaining themselves to us, which means they're more likely to talk to us because they know they're not going to come in and have to start from scratch because we don't understand them at all. Right. And so there, you get that foundation of, no, I know that they do understand and they will try to understand. And therefore they're so much likely to put more effort Mm. into that conversation, which again, we'll dive into that one. Yeah. Cool. End game. End game. I think it's so important. End game. Ask questions, get to know your kids, start to form what that purpose is and individually and as a family. Have fun. See where it takes you. It's going to be awesome. What it means to be a parent and, and the possibilities that life, you have three children there are endless possibilities that lie inside of those three Mm. human beings. They're just, they are created in the image of God, incredible, just treasure chest of all of this that he yes. put in there. And yep. it's our job to go in and, and open that up yeah. and pull and it I, all out. I and love, it's an awesome role. Yes. And the vision of the family, like individually, we only have so much capacity. But then you add a, a spouse and then you add all these different kids. Mm-hmm. And together you form this like... Yeah incredible force to be reckoned yeah, with, right? It's so you have true. all kinds of different gifts, all kinds of things. I mean, you are a more complete picture, I think, of what the church is, yeah. right? And what this relationship um, together looks like, right? Because you know, you sharpen one another. Like, yeah. and, and I just, I love that. And that, that's kind of the thing I always keep in mind. It's like, we are, we are building this big, you know, family unit entity that has so many gifts and so many cool things now and in the future and, and forever forever it doesn't forever. end when yes. this ends and that's that thing even beyond this life yes. is what they're becoming mm. is going to carry yeah. into eternity right i mean what could be more important than that thanks for hanging out and spending time with our family today we'd love to connect with you if you would like to learn more about what we're about visit us at onthedoorframes.com.